When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is Sid and Friends in the Morning. 77 WABC. Ranger game on Tuesday night with Danielle and Gabe. And when the Rangers hit the ice for the first time at home, this is the song, Bob O'Reilly, the who that they play, and I just get all pumped up and punch people out. Guys should next to me punch him out across the face. I understand it. Not the popcorn out of his mouth, the whole thing. And then we played some hockey, you know. So, Phil, are you announcing right now that you're going to run like John Bolton? For the President of the United States? No, I wanted to do it. I wanted to be, like, tease it. And, you know, I'm making a big announcement. I'm sure. coming forward. Right. I'm going to yeah. run for president. Right. I'll wait until one. By the way, I did, to, to, to be completely honest, you have every bit the same chance of winning as John Bolton does. So it's a race. You're saying mm-hmm. it's a race. Between you and him, sure. sure. I, I'm yeah. in it then. It's a race, no. baby. See, my next guest on the phone, if he jumped in, and I mean this, it would go from a two-man race which is all it is. It's just Trump and DeSantis. Forget about Tim Scott, Christy Noam, John Bolton, all these people. Forget it. It's either Trump or DeSantis. But if Zeldin jumped in, I believe Zeldin would make it a three-man race. Maybe he will. Who knows? Here he is, the pride of Shirley Long Island, a great politician here in New York, and nearly the governor of New York after an amazing campaign, my dear friend, Lee Zeldin. Good morning, Lee. How are you? And Sid, happy New Year! Uh, Who's the DJ over there, by the way? Because you're, you're playing some awesome music. Thank you. Into these segments, we we split it. Me and uh, Lou Rufino. I call for that one because of the Ranger game, but me and Lou Rufino split the music, and I'm glad you enjoy it because that is a major part of the show. But I was talking about the presidency and kind of kidding around about throwing your name in the mix, but. That wasn't a successful diversion into uh, talking instead about who the DJ is over there. I know. I like the way you change the topics, but honestly, have you ever thought about running for president in 2024? Ever think about it? I, I have not. But I, tell, I promise you this. At any point, if that thought crosses my head, I will come on air with you. 
I don't want any of you, know, you or your listeners to be holding their breath, though. Cause... <laughs> okay, fair enough. You know, because every know. time there's a position out there now, I want Lee Zeldin to get it. So weeks and weeks ago, our dear friend Miranda Devine wrote in the New York Post, hey, how about Zeldin, the Speaker of the House? And a lot of folks said, wait a second, he can't do that. He's no longer in Congress. They didn't realize you don't have to be a sitting member of Congress to be the Speaker of the House. So Miranda was exactly right. So this whole Kevin McCarthy thing is going back and forth, and I'm going, hey, what about Zeldin? Did that ever cross your mind? Well, I, listen, I, I, I appreciate uh, you, you thinking of me. You know, the real battle here, by the way, uh, you know, rest, rest burning soul. Everyone's thinking about him. I saw a great tweet uh, from Lydia uh, with the headset with Bernie's name on it. I'll tell you, the real talk in the town is, you know, uh, with, with all the talent, if, if Sid's uh, going to uh, going to have somebody more full time, you know. Listen, I, I I will give up all the other speculation <laughs> to be added to that short list. That's the that's the list we're trying to get on. So you know, I'll say this: as far as the, you know, the speakership battle, um, you know, there's a, a phone call taking place at 10:15 this morning. Yesterday, uh, amongst the House Republican Conference, uh, over the course of the last 24, 36 hours. Uh, there have been negotiations among some of the top McCarthy allies with the detractors, a few of uh, a few of the detractors, to try to reach a deal. So what they're doing this morning is going to be pitching the House Republican Conference on that deal. Let's say that that's agreeable. The speculation is is that it's going to peel off about ten, or it could peel off about ten or twelve of the detractors. It's about half, maybe a little over half. Uh, McCarthy right now is. Uh, around 200, one person's out of town, others uh, may be leaving over the course of the weekend. So here's the, here's the thing. If you, if you pull off 10 to 12, you're now getting him pretty close to where Jeffries is. Something that is a potential option that they're talking about uh, is to change it from a majority vote to a plurality vote. The problem is you can't do a plurality vote now when – you know, Jeffries is actually getting more votes than McCarthy because then Jeffries becomes the speaker. Right. But if you're able to enter this deal and you're counting numbers and you realize you get to a plurality, if you could pass that, it requires a majority vote to change a majority vote to change the rule so that it goes to a plurality vote. You know, that might be a way for McCarthy to get there. But here's the thing: if he doesn't, you're you're now getting closer to that point as you're getting to the twelfth ballot now. Or maybe some of the people who have been sticking with McCarthy, some of them have been talking about, you know, saying, okay, we need to look elsewhere. Now, if we were to follow this to the next level, you and I have spoken about him. He speaks about you. The next person who probably gets that shot is Steve Scalise. Does Steve Scalise get more support or less than Kevin McCarthy? I don't know. If Steve can't get to 218, and this is all hypothetical, uh, it now goes to that next level of some of the names I've heard in the mix – uh, include Patrick McHenry's congressman from North Carolina. Uh, you know, the, I think that there is a strong desire for many for Jim Jordan. He doesn't want it. No belief that he can't get there. He doesn't want it. I mean, I, I know that Chip Roy keeps mentioning Jim Jordan's name. He doesn't want it. He keeps mentioning Byron Donald's name. He doesn't want it. So for me, if McCarthy doesn't get it, you're the guy. You, Lee Zeldin, you. Well, listen, I, um, I, I've, I've gotten along very well. With uh, with that conference of 218, I, I will tell you that at this point, uh, no one 
is getting nobody is getting to 218 not only McCarthy if McCarthy doesn't get there and he gets out and he doesn't endorse anybody else no one else is getting to 218 because you have so many people who are loyal to McCarthy so that next if you were to really go to the next level you know it's interesting because let's say Ron and McDaniel at the RNC backs backs out the next person gets it because you only need a you know to to get the more votes than your opponent right. you need to get a majority right if McConnell got out, well, the next person would get it because it's just a vote in the conference. Whoever gets the most amount of votes gets it. In this case, if McCarthy got out, the next person doesn't just automatically get it because they have to get to 218. It's right. possible that as crazy as this all is, that if McCarthy gets out, it's even more uncertain. It's even more of a wacky process. So we'll see what happens with this 1015 call. There's a vote again at noon. We'll see how the 12th round ends up going, if it changes any votes. There's a question of whether or not they go through the weekend uh, or, or do they end up going home. Don't know. No, good question. Listen, I'm going to do me a favor, Lee. Just stick with me for about 60 to 90 seconds. i got to pay some bills and play a couple of spots. I want to bring you back and get your take, your personal take on Kevin McCarthy, plus a few more questions. Can you stick around for about 60 seconds? My man, Lee Zeldin, will come right back on Sid and Friends in the morning with my choice for Speaker of the House, my choice for President, my choice for RNC Chair. Any job out there, I want Lee Zeldin. He's back with me next. The exodus is here. Nice, from the Hoot of the Rolling Stones. Let's uh, grab Lee Zeldin back on the phone here. You know, Lee, I have bring, I bring on uh, Judge Andrew Napolitano on the show every Thursday. Him and O'Reilly are both on Thursdays. And um, I've been saying that I'm okay with McCarthy getting this position. I like the fact he wants to take Adam Schiff out right away. He wants to take Omar out right away. Talked about impeaching Mayorkas. I like all these things. And Napolitano said, I got to tell you, um, he's not really conservative. He's kind of a swampy guy, and he's not my choice either. He was the first non-politician to say that he agreed with people like Matt Gates and Lauren Boebert. Where do you stand personally on Kevin McCarthy? Well, from one standpoint, I and mean, there's no one who worked harder over the course of the last few years traveling the country and raising the money to, uh, to earn the position if that's how you earn it. Okay, like as far as like just putting in the hard work across the entire country, he put the time in. But this is what I would say. There's two most important top of list items that I want to see the next speaker be doing out of the gate. Number one is changing how the House of Representatives works. Don't just challenge the status quo. We want to change the status quo. I want people in Congress to actually be reading the bills before we actually uh, are passing them, that there should be a 72-hour waiting period. I want to see – I'm someone who supports term limits. I would love to see a term limit bill passed. There's all all sorts of different things that need to get done in order to improve the way that Congress acts. Second is that we have to save our country. I want to see fight. I want to see that you are all in to be able to do absolutely everything in your power to save the republic from the border – to debt and deficit, 
Uh, and, and the list goes on. And there's an oversight role in holding the, the Biden administration accountable. What's happened over the course of these last few days, while it's very messy, while we're all watching what's going on, you're going on the 12th ballot, hasn't happened in, you know, who knows, what, 150 years, more? You know, only 170 years that hasn't gone this far? Uh, that you, you're seeing more and more concessions, changes to the way that the place is going to be operated. And I think that that's good. I think it's good. And now there are people who are McCarthy loyalists who hate the fact that it's gone this far. Uh, I get it. And it's been messy. And, you know, I like I like Kevin. I like the people who are out. You know, many of the people who are his detractors. Yeah. These are good people. If at the end of the day and we'll see what happens today, we'll see what happens at noon, just in a few hours. If at the end of the day, when they're able to figure this out and come together, the House and the country is better off for the changes that are made, then I think the way that we should be looking back on these last few days is one that actually improved the republic, although it's been a pretty hecky, uh, you know, pretty uh, yeah. messy week uh, getting here. Agreed. So last 30 seconds on this McCarthy thing. If he doesn't get it today and Jim Jordan says no thank you and Byron Donald says no thank you and everybody says no thank you, in 10 seconds, if your name ever came up, would you be interested? If if my colleagues from the House, when it got all the way down to that level, they, they called me up and said, you know, Lee, get you know, get on a plane and come down here and help us out. You know, whatever it is that they call to tell me to come on down and help them out, I'm, I always stand ready to assist. Ah, perfect. There you go. That is the serviceman in you, the hero that's in you. You're always ready to serve all the time. Uh, now, now, not only did you uh, go on to have this courageous fight against Kathy Hochul, and run one of the great campaigns I've ever seen in 55 years, to your credit. But leaving was rough because the guy that took your spot has turned out to be one of the biggest embarrassments in the history of the Republican Party. And that is George Santos. He, um, he's not sworn in yet, of course, because we don't have a speaker yet. But he will be when we get the speaker. Your thoughts on the man that uh, took your position, George Santos. So George is, you know, he's a neighboring district. Um, my Because of redistricting, I actually ended up, my house is now in Andrew Garbarino's district. They changed uh-huh. the lines around, which, you know, as you know, they do every 10 years with the census. So, uh, listen, it, it, there's, just, there's just way too much that's just not true. Uh, you know, it's, it's one thing, I mean, you could be critical of Richard Blumenthal in Connecticut. The guy lied about his service in Vietnam. Maybe one of the worst possible things to lie about in politics uh, is, you know, that type of a claim that Blumenthal's making. You could go after, you know, Elizabeth Warren. You should go out, you go after Joe Biden for decades of lying about his biographical record. What what is gone on here in the exposing uh, of this new member? It's just it's just way too much. I mean, I just do not see how he can recover from this because as each day goes by, you just learn that more and more. Is just not true, and I mean, I, the first—I mean—he's going to get sworn in. He, I mean, there's going to be a speed. He's not going to get expelled before. He's not going to be prevented from getting sworn in. Just the way the process works. Once he's right. sworn in, I, I just—I don't know how he can possibly survive, and I just definitely don't think he's going to get reelected. So we'll, we'll see how long uh, his time in the House ends up making it. And listen, I, I, you know, the guy, he's a, a likable, like if you meet him, he's a, you know, he's a charming guy. He's yeah. likable. Yeah. He's engaging. Yeah, so is Ted Bundy. He's dead. So is Ted Bundy. <laughs> it, feels like, it feels like, you ever see like the Leonardo DiCaprio movie, Catch Me If You yes, Can? Yes, yes. This is like a sequel. 
That's exactly right. That is, you're exactly right. You got to see that movie. You know what Lee Zeldin is talking about. Right on the money. That's perfect. So on the way out, this is the two-year anniversary of January the 6th. While an embarrassing day, no question about it. Not nearly as bad as the media and Democrats have made it out to be. So I'll move past that. Last thing, 60 to 90 seconds. Your opinion on the job Mayor Eric Adams has done so far? I mean, he, he's got to step up more. Uh, you know, like he's, you only get so, so much of a honeymoon. And you know, it, it's, it's one thing to know what the answer is. And I give Eric Adams a lot of credit you know, when he says the judges need discretion away dangerousness and we need to amend or raise the age. And there's education reforms that are critical. And he's getting stonewalled by people in his own party up in Albany. They personally attack him. They'll do it publicly on social media. It's crazy that the way people in his own party are, are holding him back. But there's no way for him to be able to save this city without him stepping up more to challenge these people. It sucks. You know, going against people in your own in your own party, people who maybe you consider to be your friends. You know, it's this isn't a pleasant experience. And they will go at they will continue to go after him publicly. But now you have to go to the next level and successfully advocate. The election for all these statewide offices, the the state legislative races, they're all behind us. They're getting sworn. They're all sworn in right now. They're up in Albany. They're going into a budget process. They're in a legislative session. It's time to actually do this stuff to be able to secure our streets and our subways and improve the quality of education in our schools to make life in New York more affordable. Go to the mat, fighting for the people who elected you. It's one thing to have a nice game and people get along with each other and they're your friends. I get it. And you don't want to challenge Kathy Hochul because she's in your party. Go to the mat for the Big Apple to save it. You are the absolute best, Lee Zeldin. I, I don't know what is next. We've talked about so many things, RNC chair, Speaker of the House, even floated president out there. But whatever it's going to be, it's going to be great because you're great. Hey, you can come in here, sit next to me anytime you want, Lee Zeldin. Yes. Anytime you want, buddy. Thank you so much for a great conversation today. And stay well and keep kicking ass. Okay, pal? Yes, sir. Take care. My man, Lee Zeldin, right here on Sid and Friends in the Morning. That's your next speaker of the house. Watch, McCarthy's going to go bad, and he's going to be the guy. We're going to make it happen. Lee Zeldin. If you had an accident, trust Gabo Law, personal injury and medical malpractice attorneys with decades of experience who will provide the attention you deserve and deliver the best possible results in the shortest amount of time. Gabo Law has recovered millions for their clients, and they will be able to help you. But don't take our word for it. Read their five-star reviews from former clients on Google, Avvo, and Facebook. Call Gabo Law today, 800-560-0214 for a free consultation or email them at info at gabolaw.com. That's G-A-B-O-Law.com. Gabo Law, where winning is no accident.